This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, have to do with your Christian life? Keep listening after the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Jeremiah chapter 30 through Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 30. Introduction to the Book of Consolation. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah. The Lord God of Israel says, Write everything that I am about to tell you in a scroll. For I, the Lord, affirm that the time will come when I will reverse the plight of my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord. I will bring them back to the land I gave their ancestors, and they will take possession of it once again. Israel and Judah will be delivered after a time of deep distress. So here is what the Lord has to say about Israel and Judah. Yes, here is what he says. You hear cries of panic and of terror. There is no peace in sight. Ask yourselves this and consider it carefully. Have you ever seen a man give birth to a baby? Why then do I see all these strong men grabbing their stomachs in pain like a woman giving birth? And why do their faces turn so deathly pale? Alas, what a terrible time of trouble it is. There has never been any like it. It is a time of trouble for the descendants of Jacob, but some of them will be rescued out of it. When the time for them to be rescued comes, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will rescue you from foreign subjugation. I will deliver you from captivity. Foreigners will then no longer subjugate them, but they will be subject to the Lord their God and to the Davidic ruler whom I will raise up as king over them. So I, the Lord, tell you not to be afraid, you descendants of Jacob, my servants. Do not be terrified, people of Israel. For I will rescue you and your descendants from a faraway land where you are captives. The descendants of Jacob will return to their land and enjoy peace. They will be secure and no one will terrify them. For I, the Lord, affirm that I will be with you and will rescue you. I will completely destroy all the nations where I scattered you, but I will not completely destroy you. I will indeed discipline you, but only in due measure. 
I will not allow you to go entirely unpunished. The Lord will heal the wounds of Judah. Moreover, the Lord says to the people of Zion, Your injuries are incurable. Your wounds are severe. There is no one to plead your cause. There are no remedies for your wounds. There is no healing for you. All your allies have abandoned you. They no longer have any concern for you. For I have attacked you like an enemy would. I have chastened you cruelly. For your wickedness is so great and your sin is so much. Why do you complain about your injuries that your pain is incurable? I have done all this to you because your wickedness is so great and your sin is so much. But all who destroyed you will be destroyed. All your enemies will go into exile. Those who plundered you will be plundered. I will cause those who pillage you to be pillaged. Yes, I will restore you to health. I will heal your wounds. I, the Lord, affirm it. For you have been called an outcast, Zion, whom no one cares for. The Lord will restore Israel and Judah. The Lord says, I will restore the ruined houses of the descendants of Jacob. I will show compassion on their ruined homes. Every city will be rebuilt on its former ruins. Every fortified dwelling will occupy its traditional site. Out of those places, you will hear songs of thanksgiving and the sounds of laughter and merriment. I will increase their number and they will not dwindle away. I will bring them honor and they will no longer be despised. The descendants of Jacob will enjoy their former privileges. Their community will be reestablished in my favor and I will punish all who try to oppress them. One of their own people will be their leader. Their ruler will come from their own number. I will invite him to approach me and he will do so. For no one would dare approach me on his own. I, the Lord, affirm it. Then you will again be my people and I will be your God. Just watch. The wrath of the Lord will come like a storm. Like a raging storm will it rage down on the heads of those who are wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has fully carried out his intended purposes. In future days, you will come to understand this. Jeremiah chapter 31. At that time, I will be the God of all the clans of Israel, and they will be my people. I, the Lord, affirm it. Israel will be restored and join Judah in worship. The Lord says, The people of Israel who survived death at the hands of the enemy will find favor in the wilderness as they journey to find rest for themselves. In a faraway land, the Lord will manifest himself to them. He will say to them, I have loved you with an everlasting love. That is why I have continued to be faithful to you. I will rebuild you, my dear children Israel, so that you will once again be built up. Once again, you will take up the tambourine and join in the happy throng of dancers. Once again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. Those who plant them will once again enjoy their fruit. Yes, a time is coming when watchmen will call out on the mountains of Ephraim. Come, let us go to Zion to worship the Lord our God. Moreover, the Lord says, sing for joy for the descendants of Jacob. Utter glad shouts for that foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard. Then say, Lord, rescue your people. Deliver those of Israel who remain alive. Then I will reply, I will bring them back from the land of the north. I will gather them in from the distant parts of the earth. Blind and lame people will come with them. So will pregnant women and women who are about to give birth. A vast throng of people will come back here. They will come back shedding tears of contrition. I will bring them back praying prayers of repentance. I will lead them beside streams of water along smooth paths where they will never stumble. I will do this because I am Israel's father. Ephraim is my firstborn son. 
Listen to the Lord's message, O nations. Proclaim it in the faraway lands along the sea. Say, the one who scattered Israel will regather them. He will watch over his people like a shepherd watches over his flock. For the Lord will rescue the descendants of Jacob. He will secure their release from those who had overpowered them. They will come and shout for joy on Mount Zion. They will be radiant with joy over the good things the Lord provides, the grain, the fresh wine, the olive oil, the young sheep, and the calves he has given to them. They will be like a well-watered garden and will not grow faint or weary anymore. The Lord says, at that time, young women will dance and be glad. Young men and old men will rejoice. I will turn their grief into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy in place of their sorrow. I will provide the priests with abundant provisions. My people will be filled to the full with the good things I provide. The Lord says, a sound is heard in Ramah, a sound of crying and bitter grief. It is the sound of Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because her children are gone. The Lord says to her, stop crying. Do not shed any more tears for your heartfelt repentance will be rewarded. Your children will return from the land of the enemy. I, the Lord, affirm it. Indeed, there is hope for your posterity. Your children will return to their own territory. I, the Lord, affirm it. I have indeed heard the people of Israel say mournfully, We were like a calf untrained to the yoke. You disciplined us and we learned from it. Let us come back to you and we will do so. For you are the Lord our God. For after we turned away from you, we repented. After we came to our senses, we struck our thigh in sorrow. We are ashamed and humiliated because of the disgraceful things we did previously. Indeed, the people of Israel are my dear children. They are the children I take delight in. For even though I must often rebuke them, I still remember them with fondness. So I am deeply moved with pity for them and will surely have compassion on them. I, the Lord, affirm it. I will say, my dear children of Israel, Keep in mind the road you took when you were carried off. Mark off in your minds the landmarks. Make a mental note of telltale signs marking the way back. Return, my dear children of Israel. Return to these cities of yours. How long will you vacillate, you who were once like an unfaithful daughter? For I, the Lord, promised to bring about something new on the earth, something as unique as a woman protecting a man. Judah will be restored. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I will restore the people of Judah to their land and to their towns. When I do, they will again say of Jerusalem, may the Lord bless you, you holy mountain, the place where righteousness dwells. The land of Judah will be inhabited by people who live in its towns, as well as by farmers and shepherds with their flocks. I will fully satisfy the needs of those who are weary and fully refresh the souls of those who are faint. Then they will say under these conditions, I can enjoy sweet sleep when I wake up and look around. Israel and Judah will be repopulated. Indeed, a time is coming, says the Lord, when I will cause people and animals to sprout up in the lands of Israel and Judah. In the past, I saw to it that they were uprooted and torn down, that they were destroyed and demolished and brought disaster. But now I will see to it that they are built up and firmly planted. I, the Lord, affirm it. The Lord will make a new covenant with Israel and Judah. When that time comes, people will no longer say, the parents have eaten sour grapes, but the children's teeth have grown numb. Rather, each person will die for his own sins. The teeth of the person who eats the sour grapes will themselves grow numb. Indeed, a time is coming, says the Lord, 
when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. It will not be like the old covenant that I made with their ancestors when I delivered them from Egypt, for they violated that covenant, even though I was like a faithful husband to them, says the Lord. But I will make a new covenant with the whole nation of Israel after I plant them back in the land, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and write it on their hearts and minds. I will be their God and they will be my people. People will no longer need to teach their neighbors and relatives to know me. For all of them, from the least important to the most important, will know me, says the Lord. For I will forgive their sin and will no longer call to mind the wrong they have done. The Lord guarantees Israel's continuance. The Lord has made a promise to Israel. He promises it as the one who fixed the sun to give light by day and the moon and stars to give light by night. He promises it as the one who stirs up the sea so that its waves roll. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord affirms the descendants of Israel will not cease forever to be a nation in my sight. That could only happen if the fixed ordering of the heavenly lights were to cease to operate before me. The Lord says, I will not reject all the descendants of Israel because of all that they have done. That could only happen if the heavens above could be measured or the foundations of the earth below could all be explored, says the Lord. Jerusalem will be enlarged. Indeed, a time is coming, says the Lord, when the city of Jerusalem will be rebuilt as my special city. It will be built from the Tower of Hananel, westward to the corner gate. The boundary line will extend beyond that, straight west from there to the hill of Gareb, and then turn southward to Goa. The whole valley, where dead bodies and sacrificial ashes are thrown, and all the terrace fields out to the Kidron Valley on the east as far north as the corner of the horse gate will be included within this city that is sacred to the Lord, the city will never again be torn down or destroyed. New Testament reading. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 15. And this is even clearer if another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest not by a legal regulation about physical descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For here is the testimony about him. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. On the one hand, a former command is set aside because it is weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. And since this was not done without a sworn affirmation, for the others have become priests without a sworn affirmation. But Jesus did so with a sworn affirmation by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Accordingly, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. And the others who became priests were numerous because death prevented them from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently since he lives forever. So he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. For it is indeed fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separate from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need to do every day what those priests do, to offer sacrifices first for their own sins and then for the sins of the people, since he did this in offering himself once for all. For the law appoints as high priests men subject to weakness. But the word of solemn affirmation that came after the law appoints a son made perfect forever. Hebrews chapter 8, 
the high priest of a better covenant. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that the Lord, not man, set up. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So this one, too, had to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are already priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. The place where they serve is a sketch and shadow of the heavenly sanctuary, just as Moses was warned by God as he was about to complete the tabernacle. For he says, See that you make everything according to the design shown to you on the mountain. But now Jesus has obtained a superior ministry, since the covenant that he mediates is also better and is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no one would have looked for a second one. But showing its fault, God says to them, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will complete a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I had no regard for them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will establish with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds, and I will inscribe them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And there will be no need at all for each one to teach his countrymen, or each one to teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord, since they will all know me, from the least to the greatest, for I will be merciful toward their evil deeds, and their sins I will remember no longer. When he speaks of a new covenant, he makes the first obsolete. Now what is growing obsolete and aging is about to disappear. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your covenant promises. Thank you for Jesus, our great high priest, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for just the ways, oh God, that you care for us, oh Lord, even in our disobedience, oh Lord God, that your mercy is right there, oh God. That, oh yes, that, that yes, we do suffer consequences of our sin, oh God, but your mercy and your grace is such that you promise restoration. Oh God, that you, that you promise that you, you, you still have fond and kind and loving thoughts and care for us, oh Lord, that your love, your loyal love still surrounds us. Thank you, God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, oh Lord God. And we even thank you, oh God, for your discipline, oh Lord God, because your discipline of us shows us that we are truly your children, loved eternally by you with an everlasting love. God, I thank you for the new covenant. I thank you, oh God, for the new everlasting covenant that makes the old obsolete. And I thank you, God, for the testimony of scripture that makes it clear that the old covenant is obsolete and disappearing. Thank you, my God. Thank you, God, that Jesus is your priest forever. He is our high priest interceding for us in this very moment seated at the right-hand side of the majesty in heaven, seated right next to you, God. We thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that we can come boldly to your throne of grace because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, O oh Lord God, 
that you will never, ever change or shift or be slack on your promises. God, would you help us, oh Lord, to to trust in your word and to look to you for all things, Lord. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Carmen Imes, author of Bearing God's Name, guides us to Sinai, the ancient mountain where Israel met their God. Imes argues that we've misunderstood the command about taking the Lord's name in vain and that instead the command is about bearing God's name, a theme that continues throughout the Bible. Revisit the story of Israel from wilderness to promising future and discover why Sinai still matters as you follow Jesus today. Get your copy of Bearing God's Name today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.